Welcome back to another episode of Mastering Money for Moms podcast, where we're discussing the two greatest generational gifts, raising a family and leaving a legacy. If you would, please like, subscribe, and share our podcast with others so we can help educate more people. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. I want to welcome everyone back to another episode of Mastering Money for Moms. I am super excited about today's guest. I am meeting with Ruzana Queenan, and she is Armenian. And man, folks, I just keep getting to interview the most insightful, dynamic women. I I feel so blessed and lucky that I get to sit here and bring you these very powerful women that have come from other countries and are doing huge things here in our own country. And so today's guest is the president of Queenvest, which is a planning and investment firm that focuses on the needs of successful women property investors. She is helping our, her clients with multiple streams of passive income. She helps them put robust plans in place to protect their wealth. She's been doing this for 20 years now. And today she's going to talk about how we can improve our life by taking ownership of our wealth. So without further delay, Rosanna, welcome. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm very excited to be here and for this conversation as well. Wonderful. So I know that I didn't do your background justice at all. So why don't you expand on what have you been doing in the financial world and how did you even find yourself in a position where you, you you were in finances? I mean, that's not a typical place for women. So uh, why don't you give us a little background into your your journey? For, yeah, sure. So the other day I, I had a conversation with another woman who is a very successful syndication attorney. And during our conversation, we she mentioned that, that you know what, women... I think it's very typical. Here we are, we're, we're talking about money and you're, you're very comfortable talking about money, but that's not very typical. Um, so what, um, one thing I wanted to say about my, my background is how lucky and fortunate I feel to have come to the financial industry and my, make my mark in it and also help other women be comfortable with finances. Um, so as you mentioned, I grew up in Armenia during the Soviet times when in a, in a communist system where there were no ca- capital markets and money was just a completely different and foreign topic. So when I came to the States, I was interested in money because I started uh, working as an interpreter for the International Monetary Fund in Armenia. And it just was a fascinating topic to me. And when I moved to the States, I ended up working for a brokerage firm and I just absorbed anything I could possibly get my hands on and read for hours and hours and just got really interested in finance and the impact of finances on our lives. I became an investor at the age of 22. I have been investing consistently since then with great results, first in the stock market and now in real estate as well. I have uh, worked for uh, banks and mutual funds and hedge funds, doing quantitative analysis, a lot of uh, uh, stock analysis and and just uh, seeing how investing helps uh, institutional but also personal investors over time. Um, And then after 20 years in corporate America, I wanted to start um, uh, my own business. And the first thing I never had doubt about what I wanted to focus on, which which was to help women 
build wealth, build a, build the life that they want by owning their money, taking ownership of their finances, and really knowing what they're doing, having the confidence um, in what uh, they're doing with money, and and seeing results for themselves and 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 for their families. Well, you're you certainly at a very young age went down a path that isn't traveled by a lot of people first and foremost. And then you add that you're a woman to it. And it's just, you don't hear people talking about quantitative easing or any of these things that, you know, are passion are a passion for you. So I'm curious. Um, I know you have teenage daughters. Is that correct? I, a son and a daughter. Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, one of each. And congratulations to you on that. Um, I'm curious, do they have the same passion and are you teaching that in your home? Yes. Uh, so to, to varying degrees, and I think it's colored by their personalities, their approach and their thoughts and what they do. My son is very interested in, in entrepreneurship and he is a sophomore uh, focusing on entrepreneurship. And he's determined to uh, make his own money uh, and not work for, for others. Um, so we're really focusing on what kind of a business to start, how to structure it, how to uh, use your money smartly, leverage other people, investing. And the first thing we did uh, for, was start a Roth IRA for him so, so that from his very first paycheck, he would be putting away money into his retirement account. And he has an S&P uh, 500 ETF that's grown over in value. So he sees that. Um, and we're now consider uh, thinking about, okay, how much will you make this year so that we can comfortably put away the amount that, that he needs to. My daughter is similarly, um, um, she's, interested in, um, she's interested in investing, we, we, but she's, she's a little younger. Um, so she doesn't have that drive quite yet. We did open, start a Fidelity account for her because Fidelity gives you $50 credit as a teenager if you open an investing account, which is a great uh, tip for anybody who wants to get their kids into investing. And you know what? It's amazing because you don't realize, but kids actually pay attention to what you do quite a bit. When I first started in my company uh, five years ago, I had coined this uh, term investress uh, for female in, investor. And at some point, I think, I don't know, she was 11 or 12. At one point she said, mom, I'm an investress. I invest my money. And it was just so cute, but it also made me, me realize it matters what you say and it matters the messages and also what you do. It really sinks in. They may not always uh, be receptive vocally, and, but they actually do absorb uh, quite a bit. That is so true. You think that they're not watching you and they're watching you and they're watching to make sure your actions align with your words. And so it's really important as moms and as women and as providers in our family and our household around finances that we're setting a good example and we're having conversations over dinner time about the challenges we're incurring in our own jobs. I know that that wasn't something that we discussed over our dinner table um, when I was growing up. And I really wished, I, I longed to go back to those. And I think I would have asked my parents different questions that now that I know more 
in, you know, I'm a little bit um, wiser in my years. And I think, gosh, if I could ask them, what would they have done differently? And I think the advice that you're giving your kids is just right on, you know, a Roth IRA. And again, set them up with an EFT, start them in, in marketable securities where they can get to see how their money is working for them. You know, I, I think all of that is very powerful and it, it motivates them to continue to take their finances seriously when they can see the direct results of what they're getting and where their energy is focused. So let's pivot a little bit. I know that you are starting Primetime Wealth Academy. And I think, yeah, let, let's talk about um, how that was birthed and what your goal and objectives is for this new academy group. Yes. Oh, I'd love to talk about this. So Primetime Wealth Academy. So let's start with prime time. What, what is it? Prime time is women who are 45 and older who are basically in the prime of their lives. It's a term that was coined by a friend of mine who is, a, who, who is recognized as one of the best experts on marketing to women. And a few many years ago, she, she wrote a book about marketing to primetime women to say that, hey, women in their 40s and 50s are in this fascinating, awesome stage in their lives where the kids are living for college. And now you have time. Now you have freedom. Um, now you have money. And um, it's, it's your time to live the life to live life on your own terms. And there are so many factors that go into that life. Uh, whether it's emotional, it's social, it's career, and money is such a big part of it. So how do you manage your money? How do you have this ownership of your money to actually have the life that, that you want in this, um, in this um, fascinating time in your life? And it's also a time where you're positioning yourself for the next phase, which is retirement. And you can define retirement whichever way you want, whether it's sitting on a, a, sitting on a porch uh, being on a golf course uh, or starting a nonprofit, whatever it is that you do, first understanding that it's what you do and then actually having the resources to do it comfortably and also feeling secure about your retirement. I don't know a woman who isn't afraid of uh, being a burden to somebody at the old in old age, right? So knowing that, hey, I'm secure, I have a plan, um, I know where my income is going to come from. I know I have multiple sources of income coming. They will cover all of my expenses. It's such a foundation for having that confidence in your life and being happier um, that I, as a profession, a financial professional, have been wanting to do this for several years. And I was fortunate enough to uh, meet another person at a real estate conference who has been focused on real estate. Um, so we are partnering together to bring this overall perspective, overall sort of worldview um, to our community members. So it's going to be a community where you sign up and every month you get incredible value from two real professionals with credentials and, and decades of experience of uh, with how to manage your money, how to grow your wealth, how to get that retirement security. Um, so the, the Academy is launching in the next few weeks uh, and we will be doing a webinar just to, to, to speak a little more about it. And we're super excited to, uh, 
to how to welcome women on board and provide this value, confidence, community, um, so that they can live the life that uh, they want. So we we can all live a life that, that we want because we only live once, right? So why not maximize it? Yeah. yeah. Well, your um, this academy is very timely. It's you know I'm in my fifties now, and we just got done you know, burying my mom. And it makes you look at your own mortality a little bit more closely and your legacy, what do you want to leave behind and how you don't want to be a burden to those that are following in your footsteps. And um, I think it's important conversations to have, but there is a sense of peace that you can have if you can go through those, go through that process as difficult it is as it is. It's important to know that you're not going to be a burden to the people you love in your later years. And we are in the prime of our life right now in our forties and fifties. We get to really leverage the wisdom we've um, obtained, but also we, we still can have many years of growth ahead of us. And so I love the name of your academy, and I'm sure it is going to provide a lot of people um, the freedom to become financially secure and feel confident walking into their later years. Now, when are you going to be starting this? We're, st- we're launching it at the end of uh, September, and our first class will be on October 5th. So our webinar right now is scheduled for September 28th uh, to to give um to give uh, participants a little bit more of a uh, uh, information. And I will be happy to share the link uh, to, to your listeners as well. So one thing I want to say is I've been in the financial industry uh, for over 20 years, and I will be the first to say that the industry has failed women in planning. And going, so I'm in the same age, I'm, I'm 48, and I'm in my own prime time. And what I have seen is the effect of um, uh, this aging, this this um, stage in life on both me, but also on my parents. So what happened to me was um, both my uh, stepfather and my father-in-law passed away uh, pretty recently, and my mother-in-law and my mom um, were basic were were alone. And the effect that that state, that event has had on the life of both both women who I who I dearly love. That has just made me think about all these needs that uh, women have uh, in this uh, in this age. They they should take responsibility for, and they should actually plan for, plan for. Um, and again, I think the financial industry has never done a good job of helping women plan for their finances. Um, so I'm stepping into those uh, that that role, and I and I hope that more financial planners will step also step in also and say that women do need their own financial plan in conjunction and in um, addition to the to the plan that you may have with your with your spouse, um, because well, well, I was going to say that's fascinating because you know my husband and I, I I've been paying the bills for forever. Um, and I've taken responsibility of our finances since the crash of 2008, when we had a financial advisor that didn't put stops in and we lost half of our nest egg, like majority of America, but it's really lit a fire under me to take back control and to really put something into plan where, 
we protect ourselves from financial disaster, but more importantly, let's grow it to the maximum capability based on our knowledge that we have. And so I'm constantly reading books, trying to figure that piece out. But it's it's fascinating to me that you're suggesting that women have a, a different financial plan. Kind of let us or share with us what you're suggesting. Is it more than a trust? The first thing that I recommend is that um, you have you really know where what you, what income you you're going to have and put a, a lot of protections and uh, strategies that would be just uh, um, strengthening your plan. So um, I think it's a it's still uh, in the majority of cases women outlive their husbands. So when your husband is um, having health issues towards the, the end of his life, you're there to take care of him. But then after he passes away, you, you're there to, and you need to A, take care of yourself or somebody needs to step in from your family to help you. And you probably saw that with your own mom. Um, so, and I'm seeing that with, with mine as well. So, so for example, let's take insurance, which I think when it, it's really an underused asset and it's a tax-free benefit that comes to you that you can A, use to, in conjunction with your retirement assets, just to manage the distribution and the taxes, but also um, it's not a secret that our healthcare costs increase all the time. And we view insurance mostly as well, uh, we need insurance while the kids are young and then when they're out of the house, it's not used anymore. But uh, so, for example, if you um, have this lump sum that if you if there is life insurance uh, uh, that your husband owns and there is a lump sum that comes to you when you need it the most. And by the way, one of your kids need to fly across the country to help you out that it's it's a great benefit to have. So that's something that I t I recommend. Like, look at your insurance, use it, use it, understand its benefits, its its pros and cons. Um, so there is a lot of life, hybrid life insurance and long term care policies, which I think are a great tool that not many people leverage. Um, and also understanding, like, hey, what are the, what are the truly passive uh, um, sources of income that I can have that I don't have to spend time and energy um, managing. Right. So or somebody need if I, if I have a rental portfolio, how much management management do I need to to do? How much time am I going to have the energy and, and the, the inclination to do it in my 60s, 70s, 80s? I think when we're young and it's everything is so much easier. Um, but the reality is it, it, it all changes. So you, we need to be ready for all eventualities. That's what I mean by a plan, just really looking at your future self uh, uh, from all these different aspects of life that, that can happen to that can happen to us. Um, you really touched on a lot of great things. One is having long-term health care. I think that's probably the biggest unknown out there in trying to figure out, okay, how much am I going to need? I can tell you, we had a hospice nurse on my mother the last four months of her life. And prior to that, we had somebody coming in regularly to check on my mother. And we did that two or three times a day. And, you know, that starts to add up. So, you know, her her space that she was in was a senior living facility, and it cost about $3,000 for her to live there, which was affordable compared to a lot of places out there today that are charging seven dollars to $10,000.
But um, being able to really sit down like you're suggesting and come up with a plan, it, it's not a fun conversation. It's something nobody wants to think about. But I had a prior guest state that her and her husband sit down and spend eight hours a month looking at their finances, looking at their financial future and planning towards it. And I thought, that's brilliant. I've never taken eight hours out of a month to really analyze that. We'll take a chunk here or there out of each quarter and we'll talk about that stuff. But mostly, you know, I, I'm the one that's doing most of that. But I think, um, you know, there's nothing to say that I won't go before my husband, even though the average it, lifespan for a man, it sounds like 59 and a half is so young. I had no idea it was that young. That's that's kind of frightening. Um, but I think you you leave a lot of great nuggets for people to leave here with. Um, is there a, a is there long term health care that you can suggest, or what does somebody need to do when they're looking at that? Yeah, it's one of the toughest conversations I have uh, with, with my clients because it's it's so un uh, unpredictable and unknown. Um, I do find the hybrid uh, uh, hybrid long term uh, long term care and life insurance uh, to be something that uh, more people should should be looking into because um, the way it works is if you, there is a certain benefit that if you need it for long-term care planning that long-term care, then it can provide a benefit. But if not, there is a lump sum death benefit that goes to, to the beneficiaries. Mm -hmm. um, so there, there is few providers there. It really depends on um, your circumstances and affordability and um, working with a professional is definitely something uh, so I, I would recommend in, in that aspect. But yeah, I think, um, I know Fidelity did a study that for a couple in their in their sixties retiring today with Medicare, they will need over three hundred thousand dollars for out of pocket healthcare expenses. Wow. It's not, and it's not a small amount of money. Um, most people, there is a sliver of a, a population that who can self insure, um, but for for most of us, it's something that we need to carefully plan for. Um, so whether it's a health health savings account that that you have or or an amount earmarked for those expenses, it's something to do. To, to your point, you need to sit down with your spouse and really plan out. And yes, who who knows? It could be your husband needing that that kind of help. So being active in your finances, and if you have an advisor, both of you having that relationship is super important. And again, I am I am sort of going back to stereotypes, but. What I do hear from many women is like, hey, my husband meets with the advisor. I have no relationship with him. It's typically him. Um, so where that hurts you is like if you don't have a relationship with somebody, here you are um, in, in one of the toughest uh, stages in your life. And all of a sudden you need to sort of start speaking with a person who's never really taken the time to get to know you and vice versa. Um, so, so then it, it creates this kind of, okay, I, I don't even know what I have. I don't know what I've been, if you haven't followed and managed your finances and haven't been really active participant in those conversations, it can be a lot to take in at the same, at the same time, figure out how you're going to live, how you're going to, um, take care of yourself and, and others as well. Um, I know we got, got to, to just sort of like the important, like really deep, a, a deep part of it, but it, 
but it's also, hey, I want to take a vacation every year. And I, I see a lot of it where people are like, I don't, I'm so stressed out about money. I haven't taken vacation in three years. And you look at their finances, having that clarity to say, look, if we invest your money this way, you have this, these sources of, of income coming in, you should be taking vacation because it's important for you, A, to have a good lifestyle and B, to maintain your health and vitality and emotional well-being for as long um, as as you want as um, as you can because uh, if you're going to have a long retirement you might as well enjoy it <laughs> right right so um, it works both ways but i feel like if your foundation is secure if you're not worried about money then it, it allows you to plan for for other things that are more more fun and going on vacation not, not thinking about oh my gosh how am i going to afford this right yeah. Well, um, you've left our listeners and me as well with some really get great topics to discuss around the meal table um, at dinner time, and I'm looking forward to having some of these conversations because, again, it goes back to having peace of mind and feeling confident that you can move into the later years, um, knowing that you're going to be provided for and that you're not going to be a burden to, you know, our children. So. Um, I want to thank you so much. I know that your academy is going to be super successful. And for all of our listeners out there, we will provide you a link to her academy so you can tune into her and, um, you know, leverage her because she certainly has been doing this a long time. And what I think is she comes from a place of wanting to give back and she's going to be able to put you on a path. Um, that you don't have to figure this out on your own. You can leverage her expertise. So thank you again, Rosanna, for being here today. Um, I can't wait to get to know you more. And, uh, you know, if you ever want to know more about real estate and how to get started, you know, I, I would ask our listeners to reach out to me and um, we'll get you started here. But together, we will help you find financial freedom and confidence in it. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you again, Rosanna. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Mastering Money for Moms podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, follow, and leave a rating or review because it helps support the growth of this podcast. Also, I'd be so grateful if you would share our podcast on Instagram and tag me at Mastering Money for Moms so we can grow our community of mothers. We'll see you on the next episode of Mastering Money for Moms.